Welcome to the Bumpaholics Podcast. The Bumpaholics Podcast serves our community by providing education on fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, lactation, and parenthood. The overall mission is to support expecting parents so they can be more well-rounded and empowered to make informed parental decisions in their journey through parenthood. Now please sit back, listen in, and join us on today's episode of Baby Love. Welcome to Bumpaholics with KCWM. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, YouTube, and TikTok at KC Women's Ministry. I'm Madison Hobbs. I am a birth, postpartum, and bereavement doula in Kansas City. I'm Kristen Mason. I am a childbirth educator, a fertility, postpartum, and birth doula, also in the Kansas City metro area. And today we are going to be talking about postpartum doulas. Yay! I absolutely love the postpartum period. I personally started um, definitely in birth work, um, but my background is in childcare. And when I discovered what a postpartum doula was, I was like... That is absolutely necessary. So I'm so excited to talk about what a postpartum doula is, Mm -hmm. what we do, and why we're important. Yeah, definitely. So a postpartum doula is defined by the International Doula Institute. um, And it says a postpartum doula is a professional support person trained in the needs of the family in the days, weeks, and months after birth or the addition of a new baby. The doula offers non-judgmental support, guidance, evidence-based education, and practical hands-on support immediately after birth through the first year. Doula originates from the Greek word meaning woman servant. (laughs) So oftentimes postpartum doulas refer to the time period after baby's born as the fourth trimester. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love this term because human babies are born underdeveloped. Yes. The human brain is so complex that if babies were to develop fully in the womb along with their, uh, similar to their animal counterparts, Mm -hmm. females would not be able to, mothers would not be able to physically birth babies Mm -hmm. because our heads would be too big. So we refer to the fourth trimester as such because we're continuing to develop baby. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And then you're also, when you birth a baby, you're not just birthing a baby, you're birthing a mother. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Or whatever you choose to identify as. Yes. Yes. Um, We at KCWM recognize that not all birthing people are females or women um, who identify as mothers. So Mm -hmm. we will try to use inclusive language. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. And then you also, when you're looking into postpartum times, um, so something that people don't know, like maybe you know that postpartum depression is a thing because there yes. has been a pretty big campaign um, bringing up awareness of postpartum depression. But it's not necessarily talked about the fact that every person who has become um, significant in that child's life can develop all kinds yes. of postpartum mood disorders or disassociations. And doulas are there to kind of help support people and to um, kind of help with the referrals that are needed to kind of shorten or catch it before 
baby blues turns into full-blown depression, anxiety, rage, yeah, that kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's definitely common for um, the birthing person, and I think that it's more recognized that the birthing person is the one who's experiencing some of these mental health struggles after baby is born. Um, and it is very common for baby blues to occur, um, but it's, it's less common for that to develop into depression, mm -hmm. but it's more common than we think. Mm -hmm. um, and just like you said, absolutely. Anyone else who's significant in that baby's life, you know, the birthing person's, par birthing person's partner, the father, grandparents, um, you know, older siblings, if aunts, they're uncles, aunts, uncles yeah, mm -hmm. anyone who is actively involved in caring for this child within the first year of life is susceptible to um, postpartum mood disorders. Mm -hmm. um, and postpartum doulas are really good about focusing on the family as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, older siblings, aunts, uncles, grandparents, parents, yes. everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think even if you're not dealing with a postpartum mood disorder, there's so many struggles that, that come along with the beauty that is a new baby. Yes. And everyone, mm -hmm. everyone needs support, no matter mm -hmm. who you are or what you're going through. Absolutely. And there is a kind of separation that is happening now that we definitely didn't used to live so separated from mm -hmm. other people. Um, and so you're having people that you know, sometimes the first child that they're ever holding is their own. Yeah. Um, I've definitely supported people that have said that to me. They mm -hmm. had never held me a baby too. before until they were handed their baby. Yep. Um, and so they have a learning curve and then they're handed a child um, that they're then supposed to go take care of. And they might not necessarily have somebody of knowledge to lean on. Yeah. to kind of help teach them all of the different tips and tricks that, or tools that can make their lives easier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the phrase it takes a village is legitimate. I mm -hmm. mean, no one can, um, no one should have to go through this experience alone. It is a mm -hmm. lot to take on. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's so much knowledge that isn't publicly known a lot of times, um, or even something that we're comfortable discussing, right. um, especially with healing after birth. It's not necessarily something that is talked about a lot, but mm -hmm. it's so important. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there's just so much that we cover as, as postpartum doulas and that we support that in the past, we've had family systems that mm -hmm. lived with each other and communities that would rally around a family when there was a new baby. And we just mm -hmm. simply don't have that anymore. And more than that, um, the family system had more children. Yes. So you would have people start giving birth earlier in life and continue mm -hmm. to do so later in life. So your mother, for example, would not be so distance where I haven't given birth in 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, they're relearning the system and things have changed. Yes. Carriers are different. Bottles Absolutely. are different. Formula is different. Um, sleep recommendations are not the same. Absolutely. Um, the different medications that you have, you know, that you need to be giving your child, they're different. And there's mm -hmm. all kinds of guidance and support that has changed Yeah. that a postpartum doula is going to be up to date on and be able to give you the correct referrals to the correct information mm -hmm. um, that somebody who hasn't given birth in 20, 25 years isn't necessarily going to have access to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and a big part of being a postpartum doula is remaining 
unbiased and mm -hmm. providing that information without pushing opinions or decisions. Whereas sometimes our family, especially those who have raised children, mm -hmm. um, they have very strong opinions and sometimes it can feel like they're pushing their opinions mm -hmm. um, when this is your baby and your family and we want to support your decisions. And if that is something, you know, you choose to do something in a similar way as your family, we fully support that. If you're wanting to go somewhere different, um, on a different track, sometimes it's nice to have that third party person who's not pushing. Mm -hmm. um, and validating what you are experiencing and wanting. Yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think a lot of times we see a push, especially from a grandparent, um, who's like, well, I raised you this way and you turned out just fine. I think sometimes mm -hmm. when their children then decide to raise their grandchildren in a different way can yes. sometimes take it personally. Oh my goodness, and, yes. And that, well, that's what I did and you're not doing that mm -hmm. so you must not like how I raised right. you, which and is your not parents true. are fine, so obviously what I did was perfectly acceptable and say, okay, mm -hmm. and what you did, we're not invalidating what you did, but Absolutely. this new parent is wanting to make a different decision for their child. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And being able to support those grandparents in those moments when they're feeling maybe taking that decision personally mm -hmm. can support the grandparent and be like, you did a great job mm -hmm. as a parent and now it's their turn to be a parent mm -hmm. and we have to support their decisions. Absolutely. That's something that we learn to do very well as doulas yes. is validating, you know, the, all of the feelings in the room, not just for the, our client. Yeah. And absolutely. it's very interesting how, just how you choose to approach a difference of opinion, your, your peace in yourself, the mm -hmm. verbiage that you're using, the way that you're talking to them. Sometimes it's very difficult to do when you're tired and oh, absolutely. you just had a baby and you've got decisions and you're tired of dealing with them. And then you have another person who is completely separate, who has had this training on how to discuss. Mm -hmm. And while we are definitely, we're not counselors, that's no. not what we're doing. Um, but we can bring a lot of peace into a situation and a lot absolutely. of knowledge um, a lot of times there's just some educational conversations that can be had mm -hmm. that change the tone completely. Yeah, absolutely. I think mm -hmm. that there's a lot more explanation that we can provide sometimes um, that can help make it easier for that family member to accept, as well as being a third party where there's not that familial connection. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes we find that they're less defensive um, mm -hmm. when when we bring it up and um, show that we genuinely support their feelings as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite things to do as a, as a postpartum doula is definitely bringing in options into yes. that the, they just didn't even, um, or they had, and they didn't know how to use. Yeah. Like I recently taught somebody how to use a boba yes. and she was literally going to throw it out. Yep. She had a brand new boba and she was like, this is trash. Mm -hmm. I YouTubed it. I can't wear this. I don't know what I'm doing. There's no way it's going to happen. And I said, well, that's your decision. But if you want, I'll put it on myself. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, I'll watch you put it on. So she got it. And I put it on myself. She's that looks pretty cool. And I said, yeah, and baby just goes right in here. And she's, well, I want to try that. Yeah. Okay. So then I taught her how to put it on herself. We put baby in there and she loved it. Yep. Glow. I mean, yeah. she was just I want to do this all day, every day. And yes. Like, Baby likes it too, you yeah. know? And it was just th doing those kinds of things was really awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I, the boba is a, um, 
is a uh, wrap carrier and it is one of my favorites, but it's also mm-hmm. the most daunting. Yes. Um, and I think that in, in anything we're talking about postpartum is being able to explain those big, huge, scary things like this is a wrap carrier and it looks terrifying, but I YouTubed it and I still can't figure it out. So I'm just going to throw it away. Being able to break it down and yeah. show them the true benefits can help kind of make it just easier and mm-hmm. and allow them to use these tools that are at their disposal to mm-hmm. make the whole thing easier. Right. And easier to remember. Cause like I was just telling her, oh, and then we're going to start here and that's what this line of fabric is mm-hmm. for. And then we're going to do this, which makes sense because that's what this line of fabric is supporting. Yeah. And then at the end, I'm so you see how this supports here, this supports here, this is for this. And then she says, every single step makes sense. Yep. She was able to remember it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I definitely do that as well. And when I'm working with clients um, and we meet with a group of, of expectant mothers once a month and, and we talk to them about different um, different topics on pregnancy and postpartum. But one of the things that I find myself explaining to them all the time is I like to over explain because <laughs> I feel like... Because I find that when you understand mm-hmm. why we're doing something, mm-hmm. it makes it easier to remember um, and it makes it more obvious as to why it's important. So right. just like taking each piece of fabric, this is what this piece of fabric does and why helped her remember how to put on the wrap, which is a complicated process. Mm-hmm. But when you remember why, that's how we do it so mm-hmm. fast. Um, I was explaining bottles and I went into depth about baby's anatomy and their esophagus and their airway and their tummies. Um, and these, these women were looking at me like I was crazy. Like, why do we need to know what the esophagus is and how it's different than the trachea and the, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things. Um, but when, when it was brought together and shown about colic and reflux and, um, different bottle positions and how to hold baby when use when feeding a bottle, mm-hmm. it all made so much more sense and they were able to retain that information right so much more instead of just and then do this this yeah, is why exactly exactly mm-hmm. so rather than just here use a bottle explaining how and why and mm-hmm. over explaining right um, and there's so many different types of bottles that are for different purposes absolutely so absolutely you'll have babies that are um they're getting milk way too fast mm-hmm. it's going to be a completely different type of bottle that you're going to want to use for a baby that doesn't have a very strong suck or has a reverse suck or yes. a tie or yes. just just all many all kinds of things and we have the connections to the resources mm-hmm. for you that you wouldn't necessarily know what to look up because you don't know what you don't know. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, bottles specifically, I'm actually getting ready to write a blog on all of the different variations of bottles mm-hmm. um, and how to choose the right bottle for your family because there are so many factors that go into mm-hmm. it. And a lot of times people will be like, well, what's the best bottle to buy? And we just have to tell them there's not one. Mm-hmm. There's a best bottle for you, and I can't tell you what that is. Yes. Um, because nipple size, nipple shape, um, you know, the, the bottle size, straw versus holes, mm-hmm. um, you know, are you feeding formula or breast milk? Um, mm-hmm. Is baby breastfeeding as well as using the bottle? Um, how old is baby? Lip ties, tongue ties, all of that, it all goes into what kind of bottle you should be using. Um, and 
a lot of times, especially if you Google what's the best bottle, of course, you're not going to get the right one for you. Mm-hmm. If You, you go get in, all kinds of opinion blogs mm-hmm. that pop up from people that are getting paid yes. to say that it's the best bottle. Exactly. And they're coming off as just bloggers, but they have an opinion for a reason. And Absolutely. it's because they're paid to sell that bottle. Yeah. And most bottles are fantastic. There's very few, especially nowadays, that are unsafe or not going to be good bottles, um, but there's definitely going to be a best bottle for you. Mm-hmm. And so having a postpartum doula is going to help you understand why you might look at a different nipple or a different bottle mm-hmm. um, based on your specific needs. Yeah. So let's talk about what postpartum doulas do not do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the biggest thing I like to mention when talking on this topic is that we're not maids. Mm-hmm. Um, we come in and we are there to support the whole family and help the parents in any way that we can. And oftentimes that comes with some light housekeeping, Mm -hmm. um, meal prep, some bottle washing, some dishes, maybe a little bit of laundry, um, anything that can help alleviate that burden of household chores while baby's still brand new. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're, what we're not doing is we're not deep cleaning. I'm not going to mop your floors. I'm not going to clean your windows. I'm not Mm. going to wash the tub or clean out the sink. Um, You know, just what we're doing is those daily tasks that if they don't get done, become a burden on everyday life. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we wait to sweep the floor one more day, it's probably okay. Right. Now, if there's glass that broke on the floor and you need me to sweep it up, Obviously, that's something that then falls into our scope. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do have are resources to local cleaning services mm-hmm. and people who are maids who can come and help because we understand that dirty windows and dusty floors and grungy tubs, that's not going to make a healthy home for baby to be in. Absolutely. But that doesn't fall in our scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're not coming in to do the the heavy lifting on those things. We're there to help alleviate. And most of the time what's going to happen is while I'm, you know, helping you fold your laundry, I'm going to be talking to you about your mental state. Absolutely. I'm going to be asking you, how is your cesarean section healing? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Mm -hmm. We'll be bringing up the questions that I want you to think about so that then you have questions the next time you go to visit your doctor. Yeah, Um, absolutely. That normally you go and they say, do you have any questions? You go, oh, no. Well, maybe you do have questions. You do do have things that need to be talked about. Yep. But nobody has told you to think about those. And so you don't realize you have the questions. Yeah. And then you're not getting the help that you need. Absolutely. And we'll be doing those in tandem. But that's not something I can do while I'm deep scrubbing your tub. Right. You know, it's, it's not the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, and another thing that we're not is we're not nannies. Um, so we absolutely are going to watch babies so you can take a nap. Yes. Absolutely. We're going to watch your older siblings so you can go on a walk with baby or take the dog for a walk and take a break from the children or, um, you know, just watch the kids in the other room so you can get the dishes done. Things like that. That's absolutely something that we help with mm-hmm. because, again, we're trying to alleviate some of the day-to-day difficulties and burdens. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not going to watch your child while you go to work. Right. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not coming into your home from 9 to 5 while you go and go to work and do your day. Uh, that is definitely 
a nanny's scope of practice, yes. not a doula. Absolutely. Um, and I have worked with clients where they need to go run some errands and they just need a little bit of a break. Um, and sometimes I'll do that. But one of the things that I personally really focus on is routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the phrase working myself out of a job. Yes. Um, I want to help you um, do this by yourself. Not need you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to leave a job knowing that you don't need me, that you don't need extra help. So if you say, hey, I, I need to go to the grocery store and I just, I can't go to the grocery store with baby, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to watch baby for you this time. But when you come back, we're going to talk about why you feel like you can't take baby to the grocery store with you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to work on those issues mm-hmm. and, and get down to the root cause of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it because you don't know how to take both baby and your toddler out of the car at the same time? Because mm-hmm. either your toddler's going to run away or your baby's sitting unattended. Um, how do we kind of alleviate some of that? Uh Um, Is it because you're afraid baby's going to have to eat while you're at the store? What kind of solutions can we come up with for that? Um, All that kind of different stuff, really working on routine and getting down to the root cause of that so that you can feel comfortable going Uh to the grocery store with baby. Yes, we are definitely more of the support system that is trying to work ourselves out of a job. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we're doing our job correctly, by the time we leave, you shouldn't need us. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's our goal. And, um, you know, for me personally, I usually end up with clients who are canceling our contracts early because... Way to go. I know. I mean, a little bit of a brag here, but because that's <laughs> that's so much my focus is really mm-hmm. getting down to the root of those, those concerns and really making sure that we end up at the last few of our sessions that I'm simply watching baby while um, the parents sleep. And take mm-hmm. naps. And once they feel caught up on sleep, they're like, we got this. Mm-hmm. And Speaking that's the mark of, of a successful doula. That is the mark of a successful doula. Let's <laughs> talk about sleep. Yes. Um, overnight doulas. Yes, absolutely. So I personally don't do overnight, so I don't have a whole lot of experience in overnight. do overnights, and they're awesome. <laughs> so an overnight doula is going to be somebody who helps you get sleep at night. Um you can hire an overnight doula if you breastfeed. I have definitely done that. So what's going to happen with that is that um, I'm going to ask for a place to sleep that is a little bit private. I'm not going to want to sleep on your couch. Yeah. Um, I understand some doulas are just like, okay, I just won't sleep. But I think that it's far more appropriate for me to have more of a safe space um, to lay down and yes. go to sleep. And then what I'm going to do is anytime that baby is awake, I'm taking care of baby. Mm-hmm. I can bring baby to you. You breastfeed and you get to roll over and go back to sleep. And then I leave with baby to do the diaper changes and the burping and the walking, 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 walking until they fall asleep. Mm-hmm. If they're having trouble with sleeping at night. Yeah. Absolutely. Which some babies do. Their their clock hasn't been set yet. Right. Absolutely. Um, and that's a really easy job to work yourself out of because eventually babies regulate to sleep. <laughs> um, and especially if you are going to choose some kind of sleep training method, yes. um, which I have no opinion on. Right. I simply do what you tell me to. And if you ask me for um, opinions on it, I'll just send you to some fantastic articles about the different ways <laughs> to get babies to sleep. <laughs> yes. We will send pros and cons of sleep training as well as mm-hmm. alternative ways mm-hmm. of sleep 
Um, or refer you to a sleep trainer. Yeah, um, If you really are set on one, there are yeah. definitely people who are certified in baby sleep training. Yes. And in general, sleep training, no matter what program you go through, generally doesn't start until three or four months. Mm-hmm. So some doulas, when they are doing postpartum work, they um, tend to cut off mm-hmm. around three or four months because they tend to find that they become more of the nanny, the maid, the that kind of role. Yeah. Um, and that it's it's a very different tone mm-hmm. for the cutoff. So for me personally, I don't cut off until a year. Yeah. And I choose to do that because the year is the cutoff for the high risk of postpartum um, mood disorder yeah. development. And I want to be there. I actually bring the Edinburgh scale with me to every postpartum appointment um, to have everybody... I'll bring copies. Yeah. So, you know, every adult who is in that space can take it. um, And it has its own evaluation on there to say, are you developing? And it's specifically for depression, um, but they do have some anxiety-related questions on there. Yeah. Um, Because you can develop it within that first year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I personally, I am one of those people that I stop in-person meetings between three and four months, Mm -hmm. um, because I definitely do find that my knowledge base tends to run out and I do end up becoming more of a nanny, um, more of a, I'm watching your baby while you take a nap. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my goal is to get you comfortable sleeping while baby sleeps so that then you don't need me. Mm-hmm. watching baby while you take a nap. Absolutely. Um, however, I do absolutely am still available for my clients up to a year. I still mm-hmm. check in regularly. I just don't go to your house. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. You develop a relationship yeah, that's kind absolutely. of, I mean, akin to friendship. And yeah. there's some things that you go through together, you know? Absolutely. I am still friends with all of my postpartum clients and many of my birth clients as well. Yeah. Um, you you really develop a strong relationship mm-hmm. and, and most of my clients are always like, can we be friends outside of this? I'm like, yes, please. Sure. I love your children. I love you. So yes. <laughs> you got my number. Yes, so. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, keeping an eye on some of those, those mood disorders as well, especially if we become friends on Facebook, a lot of times I can Mm kind of keep an eye on things just Mm -hmm. like hey something just seems off I know you well enough that I'm just going to do a quick Mm check-in and we are not mental health professionals Um, we cannot treat or diagnose any kind of mental health disorder Mm -hmm. however we are trained in recognizing when something's out of the ordinary and then we refer you to the professionals yes Mm -hmm. exactly that's why I bring the Edinburgh scale because it is not me diagnosing I simply say here is your resource there's a very easy point addition system at the bottom. Feel free to use it. Yes. How do you feel about that number? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Do you feel that this is something that needs to get brought up to a professional? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, you know, if you're getting to some pretty scary numbers, let's start talking about your access to mental health care. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And then we refer out and we have um, lists of multiple counselors and therapists who specialize in postpartum mood disorders so that mm-hmm. you know you're getting specialized care but we're not just sending you to one person you have an yes, option absolutely and then there's different um preferences for you know we get to know you yeah and there's definitely going to be um professionals that either specialize in LGBTQ mm-hmm. um or if you're wanting to look for somebody who's more in your religious affiliation yeah Um, then we have a whole community that we can outreach to to get recommendations for people as well. Um, Maybe you want them to speak your language if you're bilingual. Yeah, Anything along those lines. Yeah, 
Definitely. Um, so, you know, yeah, we definitely keep in contact mm -hmm. up to that first yes. year. And yes. And KCWM, we have a ginormous list. Yes. A ginormous <laughs> <Huge>. list <laughs> for um, who to contact when your client is running into what. And it yes. is available to all of our postpartum doulas. Yes. Um, and, you know, we do, for our birth doulas, they have access to this as well because they do a, what's called a perinatal. Yeah. Where they go and they visit after the birth. And it's pretty, we do it within the first six weeks. Um, and so then that's a good time to kind of say, okay, you know, maybe you don't necessarily want to hire us as postpartum doulas, though we are finding that a lot of people that hire us for do. birth, maybe originally they don't want us for postpartum, but they tend to change their mind at the perinatal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's a great, great spot for our birth doulas as well to kind of recognize, um, if someone is struggling and say, you know, hey, I know we had talked about that you don't need postpartum help, but these are the specific things that they could mm -hmm. help you with. Mm -hmm. um, and it might be that these clients had a different perception on what we actually do. Yes. Um, and so we highly encourage that our birth doulas, if your client is struggling to um, mm -hmm. bring up the possibility of needing Absolutely. extra help. And there's no mm -hmm. shame in needing extra help. None whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, keeping in mind that as a, a nonprofit, we do um, have partnership clients. Mm -hmm. So these clients are going to be receiving a certain level of postpartum care at no cost to them. Yes. So then when we're encouraging them to say, we would like to help you, we mean we would like to we help, wanna you. help you. We want to help you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. We have seen a, a dramatic change um, in our clients from pregnancy to postpartum through having a postpartum doula, mm -hmm. um, seeing their confidence as a mother. Um, and we serve primarily women who identify as mothers. Um, but seeing them gain confidence in their mm -hmm. ability to be a mother to their baby Absolutely. is life changing for mm -hmm. me as a doula getting to see mm -hmm. these women these some of them are, are teenage moms and mm -hmm. seeing their their confidence just soar from this teenager who is pregnant and scared to this incredibly confident mother who is making yes. decisive good decisions for mm -hmm. her life and her baby mm -hmm. um, and we're truly changing lives we yeah. truly are. It's a wonderful business to be in. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, for yes, sure. Absolutely. We're we're making a difference and yeah. even yeah. in our own lives. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We learn from them too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So there's all different kinds of support that goes into being a postpartum doula, what we do and what we do not do. Um, and we have, you know, community clients is what we refer to them as well. Um, and we can be hired by anybody who is looking to hire a postpartum doula. And yeah. they have all kinds of different packages that you can choose from and different things that we can do. And that actually helps support our partnership births. It gives us more access, more funds to be able to help these people that wouldn't necessarily be yeah. able to have that kind of support without us. Yeah. 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 Whether you purchase um, birth services or postpartum services, you're helping support a family who cannot afford our services. Yes. So yeah, absolutely. We love that program. Um, Do you have anything else that you kind of wanted to cover talking about postpartum? I think we pretty much covered it. All right. 
Fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, MeWe, and TikTok at Casey Women's (laughs) Ministry. Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for hanging out with us. We loved having you here. Don't forget to hit that like button because you know we deserve it. Leave a comment to let us know why. And since you enjoy this video so much, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. While you're at it, click the notification icon so you're alerted to all of our future content. Your participation and constructive feedback helps us grow and shapes our community that you can be a part of. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials so you can stay in the loop for upcoming videos, live events, fundraisers, and Patreon goodies. As you know, the details will be found in the description below. Thanks for watching, and we can't wait to see you in our next video.